Welcome to Healthy Choices with your host, Ray Solano from Austin, Texas. We're ready for your calls right now. Call in toll-free at 877-956-9566. Now, here's your host, Ray Solano. Hello there, and welcome to Healthy Choices. And again, we're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. As always, I'm your host, Ray Solano, clinical pharmacist and board-certified clinical nutritionist. And we're always here every Saturday to answer questions about your health and how you can make responsible choices that change your life. We've been on the air for over 15 years now. Healthy Choices is switched over to XM almost almost, uh, two years ago. And we've had just a phenomenal response. We thank you for all of our listeners. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. Or you could text us anytime during the show or during this podcast. That you, A lot of people uh, podcast at 512-219-0724. Anytime you want to talk about this subject or other subjects, we'd be happy to answer any of your questions. Phone number is 877-956-9566. And as always, check out our website for podcasts for this show, healthychoicesxm.com. And we're going to have a, this is a very informative show today talking about addiction. And, you know, we say, well, why are we talking about addiction when we have Thanksgiving coming up next week? Well, unfortunately, this is a topic of reality. And we're faced with this every year when families get together. There's unfortunately some skeletons in the closet. And some of the skeletons are that addiction is more common than we realize in over 21 million people in the United States over the age of 12 with an addiction. That was in 2011. And though most most people don't get the treatment they need, only one out of seven people even get treatment. So over 3 million people are only the only ones that get treatment. This could be for opiate addiction, alcohol addiction. And it's really important that people get some help. And that's what our show is going to be about today. So you want to make some phone calls to some of your friends and relatives to tune in to Healthy Choices XM here on Family Talk 131. And also thanks, for, uh, welcome to our guest in Minnesota, Twin Radios at 1570 Wellness Radio out of Minnesota. We would welcome our listeners there. Again, over 5 million emergency visits were drug-related last year. So again, those, those statistics are so high, and unfortunately, it can be prevented. So that's why we're going to have this show today, because addiction, people, the reason why addiction continues to steal away an individual's life is because it's recurring and the basic need the the basic foundation is it is a brain injury that must be repaired or the body reverts back to its dysfunctional behavior immediately upon exposure whether sometimes we see that with mold we see it with alcohol we see it with uh, with drugs as well so this dysfunction and this endless cycle that the brain goes into this this cycle it has to be fixed and this is where that it is a brain injury so we're going to answer today we have the answers for this we believe that are something that's very unique and one of them is in a unique approach using a simple amino acid nad 
And if you're interested in understanding the the terminology, what NAD stands for is nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. So everybody excited about that? It's a nice um, conversation piece for, for Thanksgiving that you know what NAD stands for. But NAD, it decreases the cravings and addresses the chemical damage done to the brain by drugs. Now, this is available in an IV form, and Dr. Gazagoli of Progressive Medical Centers is going to review this in detail today. Uh, something that's very important, and you, we also have had a lot of experience over the years. It's called NADIV therapy. Also joining us for the second half of our show will be Dr. Robert Roundtree, nationally recognized veteran of integrative medicine practice. He's going to review some oral supplements that can raise your NAD levels, maybe in addition to an IV or orally by itself, a key nutrient that increases energy production in the brain mitochondria. Nicotinide riboside is its name, or NR, and it's available as Niacel. Many of our listeners are aware that our pharmacy, prescription dispensing labs, we hold a patent on the RG3 nasal spray, and you're pleased to note that this nicotinide riboside is a key ingredient in the, in the prescription nasal spray that everyone has been talking about, and we appreciate all the feedback we get from our listeners. Our toll-free number today is 877-956-9566. And as always, our text us at 512-219-0724 and our website, healthychoicesxm.com for podcast and all the savings that we're going to be having for products mentioned in today's show. And our just as quick announcement, our show is sponsored by Prescription Dispensing Labs, a research-centered pharmacy. Our website is www.pdlabsrx.com. So we're going to get started with our interview talking about NADIV for addiction. And Dr. Gazagoli is going to go through this in detail. We're going to come up with some solutions the second half of our show. We'll be here to answer have some time for your questions for our, our listeners. And we're going to get back to uh, this interview with Dr. Gazagoli. Sean, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to be talking about addictions. We're going to be talking about addiction medicine. And we're so excited. We're so excited with some of the new research coming out on some compelling nutritional therapies, very, very specifically uh, a substance called NAD and utilizing it intravenously. And there is a handful, a handful of forward-thinking physicians that were making uh, this available and what an impact it is. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I, w- I want to just jump in and talk a little bit. And first of all, thank our sponsors, Progressive Medical Management, uh, that's a medical management company that is committed committed to helping physicians become integrated and helping with their management as well. Uh, and we just we're just uh, honored for them to be sponsoring us. But I want to talk a little bit about the mission, the mission uh, at Progressive Medical and the organization and all of its affiliates. Our mission is to educate our patients on how to improve the outcome of their chronic disease with state-of-the-art diagnostics and advanced treatments that first do no harm. 
This is the most important thing that we look for in medicine. First, do no harm. The vision, treat locally, teach nationally, impact globally. Leading a medical movement that starts with advancing medicine through rethinking the health of our nation. So that's where I want to start off. I want to start off with a huge problem in our society, which is addiction. It doesn't matter if you're addicted to tobacco. It doesn't matter if you're addicted to alcohol. It doesn't matter if we're addicted to legal prescriptions such as the opioid epidemic, which can be the gateway we're finding out right now. And thankfully, thankfully, the medical authorities through the FDA, through the CDC, through the American Medical Association, they're starting to take action because – a couple decades ago, physicians were told that, oh, it's no problem. These opioids, which, by the way, work great to get you out of pain, but there's a faction of the individuals taking them that just don't metabolize them properly, and they become addicted to that substance, which could lead to other addictions, which opens up the gateway to huge amounts of problems. And according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, The statistics are staggering, staggering. Uh, Prescription opioids, um, over $78 billion annually. And now those opioids are being attributed to nine deaths a day. That's right, nine deaths a day according to the research. So this is a huge, huge problem. And it's more than just opioids, of course. You know, we have addictions to tobacco. We have addictions to illicit Drugs such as heroin, cocaine, molly, all all these things that we don't even know what they're coming up with on the street. Um, And and here's some of the common denominators we want to talk about. Okay. Is it a poor choice or is it a brain dysfunction or is it a combination of both? So we're going to have this debate um, and, and this dialogue on this because we believe, we believe that the addiction recovery in our country is actually very, very, very poor. So we have to rethink that. And myself and other colleagues, such as Dr. Burdett, which you're going to hear about in a minute, we truly believe, we truly believe there needs to be counseling. There needs to be accountability. We like what has to offer with the 12-step program and other programs that make accountability. But until you actually find the root causes and repair the brain, repair the brain, we believe it's going to be like a boomerang. You know, you get into a rehab program, they have abstinence, which is a good thing, but the brain hasn't recovered. They get out, and guess what happens? The brain and the body starts to want that substance again. And it could be very devastating, especially individuals on heroin, because their tolerance goes down when they're clean, and they go back and they have the same dosage, and it's fatal. Uh, that's very, very unfortunate, and that's one of the reasons why Uh, We're seeing a lot of individuals losing their life prematurely, and we have to do a better job. So we'll talk a little bit about NAD in a minute, but I want to just jump right in, Dr. Burdett, um, and and addiction. Addiction, the medical definition is habitual, psychological, and physiological dependence. This is the key right here. The physiological dependence on a substance or practice which is beyond voluntary control. That's Stedman's Pocket Medical Dictionary. Um, and I happen to believe with that. And I want to focus uh, on your opinion 
um, when we get into this issue. And we'll talk about some of the possible causes from an integrative perspective, uh, which we'll get into neurotransmitters, and then we'll jump into NAD. Listen, if you're listening to us for the first time, let me tell you, I, I rarely even say this, but I really, really believe that NAD is going to revolutionize the way the way we treat addictions and the research is compelling because it starts with healing the brain. Uh, Dr. Burdett, your opinion on the, first of all, the definition of addiction. I find so often in terms of addiction that people are really looking to self-medicate. They are either looking to self-medicate through some depression or anxiety or uh, fatigue level or pain level, but because of some absence of quality of life in some area, uh, they're looking for a way to fill that void. And so that, again, could be a, a void such as uh, depression because of a, a loss of, of, of a loved one that moves somebody down that path. But it could also be um, somebody just bored and not sure what direction they want to go next, looking for a way to fill that void. Uh, but again, the fatigue and pain is another void or lack of quality of life that people will look to substances in order to alleviate some of that issue. So many times when we began to dissect what's going on from cigarette smoking to cocaine to marijuana, what we find is that because of some void, because of some often lack of a physiological process being kept in a a normal area, that people are looking to self-medicate. And so when we dissect why why the cigarettes or why the cocaine, what we often find is uh, depression or fatigue or um, some underlying issue, and people are using these substances to mask what's really going on in their body. And so absolutely counseling and absolutely figuring out from a psychological level where that void is at, but we see the best outcomes when we acknowledge that strong piece of it and also work on the physical plane at the same time. Why do you feel more fatigued? Why do you feel more anxious in a public situation? Why do you feel this lackluster or maybe this boredom or um, just this 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 uh, sense of doom and gloom? And many times what you'll find is that uh, people are low in certain nutrients that help our brain chemistry to work. Let me just make a comment here. There is no easy solution to this. We know that this is devastating families. This is tearing apart Uh, communities. Um, We've seen individuals uh, lose their life. Um, According to the National Institute on Drug Abuse, um, we see the costs are spiraling. Uh, We're talking billions and billions of dollars uh, overall, including health care and loss of income um, and tearing apart families. Uh, The National Institute on Drug Abuse uh, is actually um, saying that there's close to about $700 billion a year. (laughs) This is is just staggering, and it keeps increasing and increasing. Um, And it's tearing families apart. And the National Institute on Drug Abuse Advancing Addiction Science is talking about and discussing that approximately nine Americans are losing their lives each day just from the prescription opioid epidemic. So, you know, we're glad to see that our government's being responsive to this. But but exactly what can you do? Can, can you just send your loved one or yourself to just an addiction center? Well, perhaps that's going to help. We've seen some successes there. Um, 
our hypothesis is that it, it's more. It's more than just willpower. It has to do with the neurotransmitters and the brain function. So we know that um, we discussed a little bit of the history and what are some of the possible causes of addictions. Uh, we want to paint a scenario here that, that this is one size does not fit all. Uh, we also know that um, a lot has to do from a metabolic perspective. We know there's a correlation here uh, when certain individuals have a metabolic issue, such as we've seen hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar levels. That individual can gravitate towards substance abuse as well. We're not saying that everyone does that, but there's been some research for that. Genetics played a role, but it's the epigenetics, the expression of the gene. What I want to talk about is, is really the correlation of neurotransmitters. And let's just jump right into what is a neurotransmitter mm -hmm. and what's the correlation with low serotonin and dopamine levels when it comes specifically to addictions. Yeah, so neurotransmitters are chemicals in our brain that are responsible for making us feel good, for helping us to stay awake, to stay alert, to stay focused, and to do many things and to reduce pain, to do many things in, that are inherent to having good quality of life. And so much of the thought process around uh, depression or anxiety or addiction has looked at these neurotransmitters to decide, are they in balance or are they out of balance? And so many times you can find something like serotonin is low in people and serotonin is the one that makes us feel good and keeps us from being depressed. And so in somebody who makes lower levels of serotonin, than the average person, they feel more blue, they feel more down. And so a natural tendency when that's the case is to find something that helps you feel better. And so many times people will reach for whether or not it's abuse of Adderall or um, cigarette or, some, or, or alcohol, they'll reach for these drugs in order to increase their serotonin levels to what many of us experience normally. Now, the problem is, is that these things aren't without side effect, first of all. And second of all, they don't sustain an increased level of serotonin long term. In fact, they can even make the problem worse if we spike a neurotransmitter too much and it gets out of balance with other, with other neurotransmitters and maybe damages the receptor to which it was supposed to bind, it's not a long-term solution. And, and we all understand that, that abuse of alcohol, of course, would not be a long-term solution. But the reason is that people are trying to normalize. They're trying to get that same level of serotonin that other people would have uh, more normally. Or a second piece is... Uh, they are more able to, um, that they have issues with maybe adrenaline. They don't feel good. Their energy is low. And this can happen when somebody is more adrenally fatigued. And so that, so this, the, these are other neurotransmitters and we, that we make in our body, but we don't just make neurotransmitters in our brain. Our adrenals make epinephrine, norepinephrine, also referred to as adrenaline. And so this is another source of keeping us feeling good. Now, 
if we've been under tremendous stress, if we live a very hard uh, wear and tear lifestyle, then that same thing happens to our adrenals. They wear, they tear, they can't keep up. And so eventually we hit a point of adrenal fatigue and that adrenal fatigue um, then means we're bottomed out. And now instead of our body making adrenaline, we're reaching for external ways, external support uh, to get that uh, adrenaline adrenaline going again and again we're back to cigarettes or alcohol or abuse about or all of these things that can um, be stimulants to the body because the body's no longer able to do the job itself. Now what might surprise you is that actually majority of our neurotransmitters like serotonin, the one involved with preventing us from being depressed or GABA, the one that makes us feel more rest and and more relaxed, feeling less anxious, feeling less obsessive. The majority of those we actually produce in the gut, in the stomach, in the intestines, not in the brain. And the thought process used to be that, well, yes, even though we make 95% of our serotonin in the, in the intestinal lining, the thought process was it, it's not the same serotonin that affects our brain. And in fact, that's not accurate because we absorb the serotonin into the bloodstream. And then from there, it gets transported across our blood-brain barrier, part of, 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 the, of the gateway or the door from moving things from the periphery into the brain, also known as the central nervous system system. And so there's an exchange of what's happening, happening systemically or in the rest of the body with what's happening in the brain itself. So the idea that all these compartments are distinct, the idea that uh, the intestines have nothing to do with the brain is really a dated idea. And what we're finding is that there's lots of research around gut-based production of neurotransmitters or good healthy bacteria that should be in our gut and how our brain feels as well. So from the brain to the adrenals to the intestinal lining, these are all opportunities for helping our body to make better levels of neurotransmitters. And when we focus on the brain, we're really not even focusing on the major supply of these neurotransmitters. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM as we're having a discussion today on this pre-Thanksgiving weekend, talking about addiction and brain regeneration and some interesting therapies, IV NAD therapy for reversing many of these symptoms of addiction. And again, as Cheryl was just going through, this is a multifactorial problem. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Our phone number is 877-956-9566. You can text us at... 512-219-0724. And if you're interested in your friends being able to stream live for the second half of our show, check out our website, healthychoicesxm.com. And the reason why we've talked about this such is addiction today is because over 21 million people in the United States have this this problem. So we, we're going to go back in the second half of our show to give some more solutions and more specifics about NADIV. And also joining us will be Dr. Robert Roundtree talking about some oral forms that will increase the NAD, the important energy source in the brain for regenerating some of these damage that occurs to drugs and alcohol. You want to 
don't forget to check out the second half of our show. You can always call us at 877-956-9566. And we'll be happy to answer questions about you or specific uh, problems you may be having on this, as well as other health topics uh, today, because we want to make sure that everybody has a very, very enjoyable Thanksgiving. But, you know, sometimes we have to address some skeletons in some of our health care. And again, uh, solutions for addiction is something that's new. We've never had this before. So over the last three years, we've done a lot of work at our pharmacy, prescription dispensing labs with nasal sprays that help with neuroregeneration. RG3 nasal spray is one of them that has this key ingredient in the nasal spray. So we've seen some tremendous improvements in regenerating the brain. And also we're being able to reverse sometimes many of these ailments. Addiction is one of them. We'll be back after the break talking with Dr. Gazagoli of Progressive Medical Center, talking about NAD IV therapy for addiction. We'll be back in just a moment.
Let's talk about your healthy choices. We have room for you right now. Toll free at 877-956-9566. Well, welcome back. We were just joined. We were just talking with Dr. Gaz Agoli and Dr. Cheryl Burdett of Progressive Medical Centers. Before the break, our topic today is addiction and how to regenerate the brain because we feel addiction is a brain injury that must be repaired or else the body reverts back to its dysfunctional behavior. And before the break, Cheryl, Dr. Cheryl Burdett was talking about the gut or the GI tract. This is what we spoke about last week as well. It's important to make serotonin as, the, as your body's second brain. And so it's important for to replenish the good bacteria, huge amounts of probiotics, fermented foods ingested on a daily basis, raises the serotonin levels also in from the stomach and also in the brain. So it's important that you do this from a multifactorial solution, not just specifically one area. This is why addiction is such a difficult uh, medical problem. So on this we're also Dr. Gaz's uh, goal is going to go through a little bit more about NAD IV therapy, where this reverses cold turkey. Many times people withdraw symptoms from drugs or alcohol, and this is something we feel is a breakthrough for people that are suffering. So there is hope, and there is something to review with your family members. You know, there's always somebody that has a need for some help. So this is a great helping hand and we can always check out our podcast on iTunes for this show. People all around the world listen in. We're going to get back to our our segment. We'll be back afterwards in a few minutes with Dr. Richard Robert Roundtree will be calling us talking about a oral form of NAD. Uh, Sean, let's go ahead and get started with our tape. We're just jumping right in now, talking about addictions and the devastation our society. And we've got so many clinicians across the country doing the best they can, and they're looking for therapies, and we're talking about detox, and we're getting into the um, 12-step program, which is all positive. It's all positive. But one of the concerns that integrative doctors have had when it comes to addiction is what are we doing to repair the brain? And yes, when you avoid the substance and you engage in abstinence, there's no doubt that the research is showing that over a period of time, the brain can regenerate. We, we, we totally agree with that. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Here's the problem. How many individuals can actually spend 60, 90, 120 days, even a year in a rehab program um, and they have other responsibilities. Now, certain individuals need that. Certain individuals have to be put away and have to have 24-7 uh, accountability. We get it. We applaud that. We're all for that. But some individuals, whether they are responsible for um, taking care of their families, whether they have other responsibilities. You know, I've, I've had many conversations over the past six months with certain executives that couldn't take the 30 days, but the substances – um, and the story sounds very similar. They injured their back or they had some kind of minor accident and their pain management physician uh, prescribed the pain med because there were tons of pain. And then when they couldn't get them off of that, they cut them off and they had to go to other substances, whether it's going to be um, illegal drugs, 
whether it's going to be numbing it with more alcohol. And one executive in particular, I can't tell you his name to protect his privacy, but he clearly said that it was destroying him and he was drinking. He was taking his opioid medication. He was taking a benzodiazepine and he was drinking, which is like a terrible combination. It's like setting yourself up for respiratory distress. But this is his life and he could not go away for 30 days because he was a CEO of a company. He didn't want anybody to know. So he found the physician uh, that was discussing about the benefits of NAD, and he had 10 treatments, and it dramatically changed his life. Now, he needed to have accountability. He had, he had a social worker he was working with and someone to talk to, a coach. But it wasn't until the NAD actually began to repair his brain function. So why is NAD so important? So once again, NAD... Um, Nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, it's an essential molecule found in every cell, every cell, and it's a coenzyme. It's a coenzyme, so it actually is a molecule that binds to proteins, and it activates enzymes, so it's part of all these different processes. It's part of the mitochondria. It's part of the electronic transport. It it actually is it's helping other processes of the body um, and brain function and internal organs and neurological systems that need to function at optimal efficiency. So we're born, we're all born with so much NAD, probably millions and millions and millions of these NAD. And as we age, of course, due to many factors, uh, especially when you add substances, we bring down the NAD. So we know it's so important that when someone's experiencing uh, addictions, depression, uh, stress and illness, that it depletes the NAD levels even more. A significant increase in NAD helps restore the brain functionality. Thus, as a result, patients have experienced increased clarity of mind, better problem-solving ability, improved focus and concentration, increased energy, increased in mood, decreased anxiety levels, and reduced the cravings. This is a revolutionary, revolutionary alternative treatment that heals the brain-destroying diseases such as alcoholism, addiction, chronic stress, depression, and anxiety. And this is why, this is why, and I rarely say this because myself and Dr. Burdett are scientists and we need to be objective as well, but this is the closest I've seen so far, Dr. Burdett, as a potential game-changer in addiction medication and regenerative medication, not just for addiction, that regenerating the brain function. We're seeing an all-time high um, with Alzheimer's. We're seeing an all-time high with dementia, memory loss. And it can start, or we're seeing it earlier and earlier in the 30s and 40s, which is mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think it gets right to the heart of what we were talking about earlier, that many times people reach for addictive substances as a way to compensate, to fill some void, uh, to adjust for something that's, that's, good, that's incorrect or that's suboptimal in their biochemistry. And so the way that NAD works is it works right down on a cellular level, helping the powerhouse of the cell, the mitochondria, to be more efficient. 
Well, if your mitochondria are more efficient, they will make more energy. They will make more ATP. Uh, that's the name for this cellular energy. And when we begin to make more energy, it means that it's easier for the brain to repair. Or you're, getting, you're adjusting to thinking in new patterns and thinking in new ways. Um, really, that, what, what, what scientists refer to as neuroplasticity, the idea that we can build new neuronic pathways, the, the idea that we can begin to uh, not just be victim of those same old thought processes, but change the way we think, change our outlook. But that requires energy. It requires cell- cellular energy to reshape the brain, to reshape thoughts. And so if we can get right down to the cell and increase its ability to make energy, we can see better outcomes in terms of addictive disorders. But like you mentioned, also Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, these other things that are highly intense in terms of needing good mitochondrial health. The brain requires high energy in terms of the mitochondria. And at the same time, the brain has very little ability to deal with byproduct of energy production, which is free radicals. And so when the brain tries to recover, if there's an overproduction of three radicals, this too can set the brain back. In fact, we know that people that have higher level of antioxidants in their brain are less likely to be depressed in the first place, are less likely to experience addiction in the first place. So we can use the NAD as a double-edged sword or as a double-edged tool, more appropriately, uh, to help build the energy of the brain, but without stressing out the brain by increasing production of free radicals. And so this creates a better environment. When we create a better brain environment, it's easier for the brain to do the things that it should do. It is very energy intense to make neurotransmitters, to make new pathways, to create new ways of thinking. And if we can give the cell the things that it needs to better do this, then we have a new strategy for helping people to get well. Now, many times people will use tools, maybe medications or natural therapies that increase neurotransmitters. And that's not wrong. In fact, there's a lot of data around that. And there's many ways of doing that. But at the same time that you improve the neurotransmitter, you've got to improve the environment which with that neurotransmitter works within, which is the brain itself. And something like that NAD allows us to step in and do that. You know, what ends up happening if someone's addicted and they just, a lot of times they feel guilty. They feel it's all my fault. And, and, and yes, yes, there are poor choices. Yes, yes, there, there, there is sin involved. Yes, yes, they've taken advantage and, and they end up doing terrible things such as lying and, and being deceitful and stealing all to satisfy the, the addiction. But the addiction is so strong that we have to correct the brain function and, and then allow all the other healing to take place and, and, and all of um, the, this 12-step program which goes through all of that. We think that's a powerful thing by that individual taking responsibility. But unless the brain begins to heal, they're not going to take the initiative to do that. All they really want to do, that addict, is to get their next fix. And this is why we believe, we believe on the research, by healing the brain and using, using modalities such as the NAD, intravenous, has the best chance to get that brain on the road to healing and then to do allow other things to change your diet, to, to do the proper lifestyle choices, to get the proper rest, 
to, to have healing with the family and the community for restoration and that we can heal that individual from the inside out, head to toe. And I just want to talk a little bit about what NAD does. Uh, number one, energy production. NAD helps convert your food into energy by acting as an electron transport transporter during cell metabolism. Very, very important. Uh, number two, DNA repair. A constant supply of NAD is needed for activation of repairing of D- DNA. Uh, number three, gene expression. Your body has a class of proteins called certins, and these certins that help regulate certain metabolic pathways and genetic expression, certins are NAD-dependent, and the more certain activity, the better for health and longevity. There's a lot of research right now. There's also another substance, uh, resveratrol, specifically philistibine, actually does that as well, and caloric restriction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk a little bit about intermittent fasting. But but this is like a game changer when you add the two of them together, Dr. Burdett. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. Dot com and as we have we were just talking about NAD and also we're talking about resveratrol and how this is important for regenerating the brain and st- slowing the aging process as we're talking about addiction and this is why this is such a important issue is we're really getting down to the science on a cellular level of what is occurring with addiction and how to regenerate the brain from this injuries that are occurring to stop this cascade that is occurring and what and at this time you know we, we promised that we're going to have a an expert that's going to talk more about an oral form of the nicotinamide riboside which is a precursor for that we were talking about the NADIV there's an oral form that the body is able to metabolize and we have Dr. Robert Roundtree, he's an expert, nationally recognized professional and veteran in the industry. He's going to join us in the show today. And Dr. Roundtree, welcome to Healthy Choices XM. Hi, Ray. It's great to be on. Well, thanks for you know your schedule. I know that you're crisscrossing the country on this uh, this weekend before Thanksgiving, so we appreciate taking a few minutes out to talk about nicotinamide riboside. We did the first half of our show talking about addiction and how NADIV is so useful. This is, a, you know, it's an amazing molecule. But the this cousin or precursor, nicotinide riboside, is something you could take orally that also raises NAD levels. So if you can explain that to our to our listeners, please. All right. Well, let me just back up a little bit. I mean, we've known for for many years that there is this nutritional deficiency called pellagra, right? And pellagra is a is characterized by uh, diarrhea, dementia, dermatitis, and eventually death. And uh, we knew that taking niacin uh, could correct it, but it was not known why niacin would work for that. Um, it turns out that niacin works by restoring NAD, which I understand your listeners have been hearing all about. And uh, NAD is really the critical molecule for producing energy, for extracting energy from food, and for slowing down aging. Um, So why not just use niacin? We know that niacin will raise NAD, and that's how it corrects pellagra. We also know that uh, that the amide form of niacin, nicotinamide or niacinamide, 
that will also raise NAD. So why do we need anything else? Well, it turns out that neither one of those are very efficient sources of NAD. They're efficient enough to raise NAD levels, but there's, there's a downside to them. The downside, the niacin, is that it can cause liver inflammation and flushing. Right. And the downside to niacinamide is that it actually can inhibit an enzyme called CERT1, and CERT1 is involved in, in the whole aging process. CERT1 is the enzyme that you want to activate with resveratrol, which I know that you've been talking about. So even though you can raise NAD with niacin and, and nicotinamide or niacinamide, there's been a search on for years of something that might be a little bit more efficient. Um, David Sinclair actually found an injectable compound called nicotinamide mononucleotide that he could give to rats and that would basically reverse the aging process uh, by, because it was such an efficient way to increase NAD. But it's also incredibly expensive and has to be given IV. So, again, the search was on, and, uh, gee, I don't know how many years it's been now. Um, I think maybe 15, 20 years ago, uh, this compound called nicotinamide riboside was actually found in foods, in beer uh, and in milk and in dairy products. So it's a naturally occurring compound. And it was uh, found that, uh, you know, in, in the early studies and test tube studies and then in animal studies that it was a very, very effective orally for raising NAD, right? And so the research has been going on for years and years on it, but it only just became a dietary supplement, um, oh, maybe three years ago uh, when it finally got released on the market. But that was only after years of animal research, mostly done by Dr. Charles Brenner at University of Iowa and also um, research that was uh, done at Cornell, at Weill Cornell in New York. Um, who initially had all the patents on it. Um, but eventually it was decided that there was enough data on it, enough safety data, enough efficacy data to release it to the public. Right. And, you know, we've, been, we've seen tremendous results for patients taking it orally or even as in a prescription nasal spray. It is, is even as a backup for people that are doing the NAD IVs, for addiction to keep those blood levels going even after their IVs are complete. But it, it, is, it, it seems like there's very little downside for this, this medication if they do it orally. It, it is something that just, it's, but it's really new on the market, right? It's pretty new on the market. Like I said, it's really only been out a few years, um, and it's really only taken hold over the last year where it's suddenly just become a bestseller, and suddenly you're hearing about it everywhere. Um, uh, a few uh, weeks ago, I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Rudy Tanzi, who is uh, at, at, um, at Harvard Medical School. He's head of one of the departments of neurology there, and he actually um, discovered several of the genes, like the presenilin-1 gene that predisposed to Alzheimer's disease. So he's really one of the world's foremost researchers in neurodegenerative disorders. Um, and he told me Without even knowing that I had been uh, been using nicotinamide riboside, I didn't even mention it. He just said out of the blue that it was his top supplement to take, that he took it himself, and that he was recommending it to athletes at risk for chronic traumatic encephalopathy, um, and and also to people in early stages of Alzheimer's. So he wasn't saying this is the cure for Alzheimer's, but 
you know, because once that disease has really progressed, it's hard to reverse. But he was saying in the early stages of cognitive impairment that this was a very, very good thing to give. You know, it's, it's, it's something that's very simple. And the things that we, we do as a pharmacist, we like simple so, uh, solutions. This is something that, you know, as we do, we take it orally, that for people that have hope, you know, for, for addiction, for any type of neurodegenerative diseases, being able to increase those, those levels on an oral basis is something that, uh, you know, we, is something that we should probably do on a daily basis, especially after the age of 50, don't you think? Absolutely. I'm, I certainly take it myself, um, and uh, it's, it's really in the top 10 of supplements that I recommend, uh, you know, in general for any aging. But I, I particularly use it for, um, for problems such as fatty liver, um, you know, which is really right, the right. earliest thing that goes wrong with metabolic syndrome. That fat accumulation uh, is an indication that the mitochondria in the liver are not functioning properly. Um, and when the mitochondria are not functioning properly, then, then they can't burn fat, a process called beta-oxidation. Um, and NAD seems to be very effective at, at restoring mitochondrial function. Um, I know you were talking about resveratrol, which, you know, we've kind of seen as the number one anti-aging agent. The, the issue is, and I mentioned David Sinclair, he's really the guy that popularized resveratrol because he found that if you give resveratrol to rats, if you put it in their animal feed, it increases their stamina and their endurance um, and helps them burn off uh, body fat more effectively. But then when they gave it to humans, it didn't work so well. And so the whole question is, well, why not? Well, Resveratrol works by activating these enzymes called sirtuins, and it turns out sirtuins need NAD to work. So if a person uh, is getting up there in years, as you said, over 50, chances are that their NAD levels are, are very low. Their total body NAD levels are low, even if they don't have pellagra, right? So they may not That's have right. obvious signs of it, but maybe there's a subclinical pellagra, right, that this early degeneration that comes with aging. We'd like to think you could just give resveratrol and it would solve that, but it turns out it's not enough. When you give resveratrol with nicotinamide riboside, it appears to be the ideal combination. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM as we're talking with Dr. Robert Roundtree, a nationally recognized integrative medicine physician, talking about nicotinamide riboside and resveratrol. We're here for your phone numbers, 877-956-9566, or you can... Text us at 512-219-0724. And, Doctor, in our, in our closing moments, you know, this, these are available commercially. And the, the names is Niacel is for nicotinide riboside in an oral version. And Niacel in combination with Resveratrol is also available uh, as a commercially available product, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and also, Doctor, you know that we've had a couple of text messages coming through to, you know, your 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 information. You've seen a lot of our listeners say, you know, we would like to get maybe your contact information if they want to know some, you know, some specific information about these these products. Um, well, I guess they could reach me through Thorn Research. Um, so there's a, I don't know if I've got the. I've got your I've got your contact information. And I guess I can do, I can forward it to them. Yep. Uh, you can always, you know, we always, I, I tell our listeners, text us anytime at 512-219-0724. And we've got your information on our website, healthychoicesxm.com. And, uh, you know, this is, 
for for our you know also for our listeners that are maybe struggling with with alcoholism yeah that made you know we we started out with our show saying over 20 million people have some sort of addiction but these people that and nobody gets treatments only one one out of seven people get treatments this is something that if people are struggling they can take anyway right absolutely yeah absolutely there's no toxicity that we've seen um in the and, kind of doses that we recommend which you know for the uh, nicotinamide riboside itself a typical dose is up to a thousand milligrams a day most people don't need quite that much so you know we tend to start people at 125 milligrams once or twice a day and that's the anti-aging dose that's just for general health purposes for somebody who's who's struggling with a with an addiction or a neurologic condition then i'd rapidly bump that up to 250 twice a day and then you know in, in people with more severe conditions i might use 500 twice a day um Again, I think it works better when you combine it with the, the cofactors, like in the, the, you mentioned the product resveratrol, that's got uh, resveratrol and uh, nicotinamide riboside and also something called trimethylglycine in it, which is very supportive of the liver. Well, doctor, we're going to have to leave it at that. We're going to have you back on again because, we, again, we appreciate your time today. You're listening to Healthy Choices XM. We'll be back next week with more information on topics that will change your life. Yes, please. Good. Uh, Dr. Rountree, thanks for squeezing that in today. I know you got a really busy, busy schedule. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I'm always happy to give you some time. Yeah, well, that's great. It was, it was perfect. You know, we had this, this first half of the show with Gaz talking about NADIVs. So, you know, it was just perfect. Maybe we can uh, give some people some hope this weekend. Yeah, I certainly think this is a, this is a, a really good solution for people. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd like to have you back on again, and, and we could do a whole show on it, all right? Uh, anytime, anytime. I will, I'll be traveling until about the middle of December, but I'm pretty flexible after that. Well, we'll, we'll talk to uh, Will and make sure we can get you on. That sounds great.